This is To The Max Podcast, sponsored by Ignite. To The Max is designed for those of you who desire to become a higher expression of yourself. You will learn, laugh, and listen to information that will stretch you from center to circumference. I am your host, Dario Melton. Everything in creation has been designed to grow to its fullest potential. God is in the business of maximizing. You are the highest expression of his creation. It's time for you to go to the max. There is greatness inside of you. To walk with God is to walk with the maximizer. Every step on the journey, the maximizer is making you greater and stronger. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can imagine according to the power that is at work in you. God is in the business of taking you to the max. Well, good morning. This is another day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is To The Max, brought to you by Ignite. I'm your host, Daryl Melton. I hope you woke up this morning with great expectation, realizing that you have another opportunity to become what you've never become before. For you to do what you've never done before. For you to go where you've never gone before. And so get up this morning knowing that God has given you another day to become a higher expression of yourself. I want to talk to you today about understanding who's in your life. Because I believe if we had more balance in our lives and understand who it is in our lives that are saying different things to us in our lives, then we could become a greater expression of what we have been designed and predestined to become. Because when you don't understand who it is that you are dealing with, then you will have the tendency to give energy to what is literally sapping you from your greatness. As always, I continue to believe that there is greatness inside of you, regardless of where you are in life right now, regardless of what you even feel or believe. I know that there's greatness inside of you. How do I know there's greatness inside of you? Because your creation, your birth into this earth was not an accident. It's not a mistake. Yes, your mom and dad may have never planned you to be here, but God in his infamous wisdom orchestrated it for you to be here on the day that you arrived. And that ought to give you some great confidence. And knowing that God has purposed me or purposed you to be here on this earth is very important that you don't waste energy on things that are not helping you to become a higher expression of yourself. So today, I want to talk to you about customers, clients, critics, and competitors. And knowing the difference of the four will determine how you spend your time. And see, many of us spend more time focusing on critics and competitors while we ignore customers and clients. This is bigger than, than business. In fact, 
Your life is a business. Your life is a business. You always upgrading. You always replenishing. You always moving things out that doesn't complement you or doesn't benefit you. And when you bring something into your life that is draining you, you have to make sure you're able to acknowledge what it is, why the numbers are down and why they're not up. So we're going to talk about that. Now, when we say customers, yes, you have customers in your life. Whether you believe it or not, you may want to call them something else, but you have customers in your life. What are customers? A customer is a person who purchased something from you. They purchase a good from you. They, they buy something for you because you have what they want. Customers come to you because you have what they want. So now they become a customer of yours. And so you're producing some that they want. You have this, you have, you have some tangible that they want. And so they will purchase from you something that they want as an individual. As long as they are getting from the relationship what they need from you, they are customers. Because if someone else can give a better product, they will leave you. And so they are no longer your customer. They become somebody else's customer. They often leave and go with the competitor. And if you spend all your time trying to keep up with the competitors, then you will never be able to perfect what you have. See, oftentimes in life, we know we have what is assumed to be competition. But I want to announce to you this morning, there is no competitors. There's absolutely, positively no competitors. You've heard it before and you're gonna hear it again, that you are your only competitor that you have. It's in your mind that you have um, um, created these illusionary competitors. And while it may not feel like it's illusionary, the fact of the matter is you have created it in your head so it feels real to you. You have imagined that they're your competitors. The reason why you really don't have any competitors the reason why you don't have any competitors is because no one can compete with you being you. See, when you are competing with someone else, you have the tendency to lose who you are. Today, I want you to get back to focus and not to focus on your competitors. Because when you focus on your competitors, you lose your edge. That's why when, when they have races, that the horses have blinders on. We as spectators, we see it as a competition, but the horses don't see anybody next to them. Let that sink into your psyche for a moment. That when you are moving forward in life, when you are becoming a higher expression of yourself, you have to have blinders on and don't focus on what, what appears to be next to you because of the energy that you're going to need to keep moving forward. You don't have time to focus on what next to you. 
So you have to continue to press and move forward and not focus on what appears to be competitors. Because the customers look on the outside and they see you moving in your lane and they see other people moving in their lane. And here it is. They make wages or bets on what horse they think is going to win. But in life, in real life, I'm not talking about what the world says. I'm talking about through the eyes of God. In real life, there are no losers. What is it that God is requiring of you? To be the best person you can be? For you to grow as much as you can grow? And if you can only do 25%, guess what? That 25% is enough. I, I was disturbed one time about the parable. When I say disturbed, I was confused about the parable. Jesus talked about the parable on how seed was sown on different ground. And I would just focus on the last ground that it was sown on. Jesus said that the seed was sown on good ground. And when that seed hit the good ground, it brought forth 30, 60, and even a hundredfold return. Those are three different harvests. And so my questioning is, how could the seed bring forth 30 in, in one instance and 60 in another and a hundred in another? And I was talking with that issue. I was grappling with that issue until I came to the conclusion and realized that the one that got 34 return got as much as he could get. The one that got 60 got as much as he could get. The one who got 100 got as much as she could get. So then, what am I saying to you? There may appear to be people around you who seem like they're 30, 60, or 100, but you only can get as much as you can get because that 30 to you is like 100 to the 100. That 60 to you is like the 30 to the person who received the 30 because God gives us all a measure on what we can handle. So there is absolutely no competitors you're only competing with yourself to make sure you can pull out of yourself the 30-fold increase. To make sure you can pull out yourself, if you're 60, the 60-fold increase. To make sure you can pull out yourself a hundred-fold if you got a hundred-fold inside of you. That is one of the greatest frustrations in life. And that's why many people walk around and maybe even you upset, uncomfortable comfortable, uneasy with life, frustrated with where you are, not because of what people are doing to you, but frustrated because you know that you may be getting 30, but you really are 60. You know you've been getting 60, but you're really 100, that you haven't measured up to who you really are. And so now people appear to be competitors when they're only reminding you that there's more inside of you. Hear that, hear that again. That what I think is competition is literally a reminder. And if not a reminder on how much capacity I have, it could be a rebuke for me not living up to that capacity. So I have no competitors. Let me run that by you again. Competition is created in my mind because there's nobody 
who can beat me at being me. Competitors, or what appears to be competitors, are there sometimes to remind us that we haven't lived up a measure up to the totality and to the capacity that God has placed within us. And thirdly, our competitor sometimes is a rebuke to us that says to us, you can do better. So when you spend all of your time with your energy focuses on this imaginary competitor or focusing on um, the, the idea that you haven't measured up to where you are, then you're wasting your time. When you start seeing individuals as competitors, that is a sign, a token, that maybe, just maybe, it's time for you to step up higher. That where you are now is beneath where you ought to be. That yes, it took you a while to get to where you are, but God wants you to go further with your life. I ask the question often, how high will a tree grow? As high as it can. I, I've never seen a tree get to an oak tree, get to six feet tall and say, I'm done, I'm done growing. I'm finished growing. And you can plant all kinds of trees next to it. And if you give it the space, there it is, the space to grow. The the oak tree will grow as high as it can. Which says when you start seeing competition, that means you have too many people who's close to you. Because you can't grow if you don't have enough space. I, as a garden, I transplant things. And oftentimes when I'm transplanting a seed into the garden, I have to put in different types of containers. Why? Because if I keep it in a smaller container, it won't grow to its fullest potential. And so when I see competitors or, 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 or the space is competing with the plant, the space said, I, this is all I have. And, it, and it's because all I have, I can't let you grow higher. And there may be some of you who are listening this morning who have people in your life like that. They've given you all they have. They're really not your competitors. They're really not hating on you. We use that word so loosely. They're not really your haters, but they don't have the capacity to help or to allow you to grow. And many of you have outgrown relationships. No, it's not that they're bad. It's not that they're evil. The fact of the matter is because you are a hundredfold, the thirtyfold capacity can't hold you. That's why the psalmist says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and then my cup runneth over. Why? Because of the capacity I have that the cup can't contain me. I overflow with blessings. So I don't have competitors. You don't have competitors. You just have people to remind you that you haven't measured up or that you need more space to grow. I'm praying in this season. That God give you more space. What does that look like? Space off of social media? Space off from around people who are not going anywhere? I'm praying that God sends into your life uh, space, room. Make room for you to grow. Now, with these customers who are looking, you attract to you what people need. 
And you have to be careful not to fall in love with customers. Because customers will go to who they believe can provide a product they want at a cheaper value. That's customers. Both of us can be selling notebooks. And our notebooks can be similar. The only difference is the price. And because I like the price or because the customer liked the price, they choose to shop here instead of shopping with you. Why? Because customers are moved by prices. <laughs> Let this sink in for a moment. That, that, that the product is the same. The only difference is that the price is better over here. And why? Because oftentimes when you have customers, customers will go for a higher value at a lower cost. They want what you have to offer, but they don't want to pay for what you bring to the table. I hope you can hear that this morning, that they want the goods that you bring to the table, but they don't want to pay for the value of the goods that you bring to the table. They said nothing is wrong with the goods but your expectation of the price of the good that I'm not willing to pay the price. So they're customers and you have to be careful when you're dealing with customers because you will begin to sell yourself short. You will begin to reduce your price because you're trying to get more customers. And I know you're saying an ideal of business, is to get customers? Yes and no. The ideal is to be successful and to produce, but you are never to sell yourself short to get the right people to come into your life. I hope you can hear that. That your life is a business and people who come into your life are like customers. That I don't devalue myself to get a certain person or certain people into my life. I have to realize they're customers. And oftentimes or sometimes customers don't really realize the value behind the product that you're putting on the table. And so when they see the price of what you're putting on the table, then they are quick to make a judgment that's saying it costs too much. But the truth of the matter is nobody knows what it costs you to be you. For the fact that you woke up this morning and you're clothed in your right mind and you're handled and you're dealt with stuff that would have literally taken people out, they don't even know about it because you don't talk about what it takes to be you. So understanding the process that it took to get, to get the product to the store, they don't understand. And so now the value of your product is more. And yes, someone else may have cut corners and found labor somewhat cheap, but doesn't mean you sell yourself cheap. Why? Because you're authentic. This is not a carbon copy that we're talking about. So you have to make sure you don't reduce your value because of who you want to come into your life. Then you have your clients. Now clients um, could at one time been customers. And there's where the juggling goes in between the difference between a client and the customer. Uh, what's the difference that, that there has to be something different that they're, they're not the same thing, a customer um, and a client. Um, clients are, they tend to be more out for professional services. Um, they, they, they want professional services from you and, and they're, they're, they're usually committed to you long-term. 
that they don't care how much someone else is, 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 is selling the product down the street. All they know is they want to get it from you. And, and I'm praying that, that you understand that, yes, your customers can migrate over to clients. That is more a professional relationship. It's a long-term relationship. It may have began as a customer's purchase, but it ended up becoming <clears throat> a client. So what clients do you have in your life? Clients are those individuals who's going to be with you when the market is up and when the market is down. What do I mean? People still buy Nike regardless if the market is up or the market is down. Why? Because they're clients. They're more than customers. They have this long-term relationship. You, you may have certain outfits or certain name brands that you wear in your closet. And regardless of what the price is, you have the tendency to stick to the name brand. Why? Because you know the professional service that the, the name offer and you know the quality that you're going to get. So you're willing to pay the price. So the clients that you have in your life, they appreciate who you are. They know what value you bring to the table. They know the quality of person who you are. Say so they value who they are, who you are, and they're not looking for a discount off the relationship that they have with you. What's the discount? They never ask you to sell yourself short. In fact, they say, if I can't afford what you're doing right now, I will save and buy later. Or let me put payment plans in process. What does that look like in relationships? That I'm not gonna, I'm not just going to come to you any kind of way. But I'm going to be very careful how I approach, I approach you because I know some stuff I can't bring to your table. I respect you enough not to bring to your table what I do in other circles I run in. Why? Because I value you. Now, I can act a fool and cut up around these other people, but when I'm in your presence, I value you so I don't handle you the way I may handle other people. They're called clients. That I trust you enough to come to you and use as clients are very vulnerable. They will give you more details on what it is that they're actually expecting. So now they are looking for your uniqueness. See, customers come based off of, off of general products, but clients come because they're looking for a specific experience. That they know when they're in your life, things flow differently. And I'm praying in this season in your life that God send you clients, people who have long-term commitment to you. Because the place where you are going and the person who you are becoming, you're going to need long-term relationships. Not short term. It's amazing these short term relationships, people come into your life real quick to see what they can get from you, but they don't want to be committed to the down seasons in your life. And what I have discovered is that um, too many of us feed um, our critics. Um, who are critics? Those people who are absolutely doing nothing. 
The only thing they are good at is professional criticizing. They have no product on the table. They have no service that they offer. The only thing they do is sit back and tell you why your stuff is not valuable or why yours is not better than something else, but they absolutely have nothing to put on the table for themselves. And if you spend all of your energy focusing on people who are criticizing you, you will mess up the relationship with your clients and your customers. So I say to you today, you can't waste your time responding to critics. When we, when we consider uh, Nehemiah, when Nehemiah went to rebuild the walls in Jerusalem, he was up on the ladder, up on the wall building when his critics came by and they saw him on the wall. They said, come down and talk to us. Give us some of your energy. See, you can't talk to the critic and build at the same time. And so if Nehemiah would have come down off the wall, those who is his clients and customers who were building with him would have lost focus and start wondering why Nehemiah is not producing the way he used to produce. Why Nehemiah is not bringing to the table what he used to bring to the table. They'll begin to question themselves, why is it that he left us based off the few people who are criticizing us? What I can rest assured to you is that you will have critics in your life. People who will absolutely criticize you for the fact of just criticizing. You don't know them. You have absolutely done nothing to them. They just criticize you because that's in their nature. And you have to take their criticism with a grain of salt because you know what you bring to the table. If you are 34 return, if they saying you ought to bring 100, don't you go outside that 34 because you're at capacity. If you're 60 and, and, and they're criticizing and say, uh, I can't believe that they're, they're not 100. Don't focus on what they're doing because now they're trying to get you out of what the capacity that you have. You have to be comfortable in the gifting, the talent, the skills, the capacity in which God has given you for you to go to the fullest, highest expression of yourself. So you got customers, you have clients, you have critics, and you have competitors. The competitors are illusionary or they are there to rebuke or to remind us we're not living up to our full potential. And customers, while they may get from you, they don't truly value what it takes for you to bring to the table. And you have clients who are committed to you because they know what quality and what value you bring to the table. And those critics who would just criticize you just for the sake of criticism. You have to be able to label who's a customer, who's a client, who's a critic, and where this competition spirit is coming from. And I believe once you're able to label and acknowledge those four customers, clients, critics, and competitors, that you'll be on your way to the top. Thank you for tuning in today. Look forward to our conversation next week. Thank you for listening to the Max Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Ignite. Be sure to visit ignite.club, that's I-G-N-Y-T-E dot C-L-U-B to join the conversation and access additional content that will take you to the max.